0: Thanks for tuning in to Strap on Your Boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. I'm a successful entrepreneur, award-winning filmmaker, and a guest lecturer at top universities along with Udemy for my course, Startup Essentials. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the spectacular failure that is Quibi. If you haven't already heard, the short form video platform of quick bites and big stories is now closing down after six months. Features the world's biggest stars, supposedly. No matter how you hold your phone, it adapts. And after six months, if you go on Google and type in Quibi News, you will find a million articles about why did it fail. One article in particular that I like on Business Insider is about how they raised almost $2 billion and launched six months later. It gives you a lot of good information as to why it failed. When you have people like Jeffrey Katzenberg of DreamWorks, and Meg Whitman, the old CEO of eBay, thinking that they can come in and basically create a startup out of thin air with all of these huge investors. I mean, if you go on their Crunchbase page and you look at their investors, they have 1.8 billion from 14 investors. And a lot of the investors, if you go on again, go on Google and look through these articles, you'll find that Alibaba, Disney, Warner Media, and a lot of other actual big companies. Invested in them, so this is one of one of the problems right here. Okay, now I put together a three-point checklist as to how they could have not failed, how they could have actually succeeded if they had just followed the simple steps that I teach everybody and I've been following in all my startups. And the first step is, and they completely messed this one up. They they jumped the shark on this one. Is MVP and beta any startup? Who feels as though they don't need to launch an MVP or a beta. You're fooling yourself. You're, you're, you're going to make huge mistakes. You're going to spend a lot of money and a lot of time. You cannot make shortcuts. Okay. I can't believe how many entrepreneurs I've worked with over the years that say the MVP beta structure doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. They say it always works. That's the point of it is to build a minimum viable product. Get feedback from a from a set of users, right? You have to launch to a set of users, let's say, you know, a thousand people, five thousand people, even ten thousand people. If you can launch your platform to say ten thousand people, and now you can send them surveys and mock ups and demos and features and get feedback from them, you'll know what they like and what they don't like. And in the case of Quibi, they would have known right away. That people actually didn't want to watch this short form video stuff. They have TikTok and Instagram and they have Netflix and Amazon Prime and a lot of other video platforms like YouTube even where people can watch videos whenever they want. Why would you pay five to $8 to watch? Let's, let's continue here because I'm, I'm, I'm going crazy just talking about it. So the next thing about the MVP and beta is that they use celebrities. Okay. So they paid a lot of celebrities to do this and they could have used influencers that are, are less money, right? And influencers actually promote to their audience a lot more than celebrities. Celebrities, they do promote. I'm not going to say they don't, but celebrities are more to pay to play. Like you pay them money, they do something and that's it, right? They, they get their day rate. They get their series paychecks or whatever. And that's it. Influencers actually want to grow with a brand because they feel as the brand grows, they can grow with it. Celebrities are already grown and they're already rich, let's face it, right? So they don't really need to grow with a brand, whereas influencers do. So I think they should have worked with influencers first and launched to 10,000 people, see if the influencers could have gotten the product out, the platform out to their followers. The next thing I mentioned is the fact that they charged 5 to $8 in the beginning, they should have went with a freemium model, right? Everybody knows if you're building an app, you let people have it for free. Always. You Don't charge for the app. You charge for in-app purchases. So let's say, you know, I'm using the, the, the app and I'm watching these, these shows and ads keep popping up, right? Now, I know that they charged $8 for no ads, $5 with ads. Like, what are you thinking, I want to know what what they were smoking over there, right? Because if anything, if they made it free, they probably would have gotten a lot of users, okay, because there's no harm, no fail. You download it, it's free. You watch some content. If you don't like it, oh, well, you're not spending money. If you don't want to watch ads, then they could have charged $5. I think that's a fair price. Maybe even charge less, right? Charge less. Try a dollar. Ask your early beta testers how much they would have charged. They failed in that. They didn't do that. And then, of course, when I went on to the news and I saw that they were leasing a 10-year lease of 50,000 square feet in Hollywood, like, I, I almost lost it. I was like, why would you sign a 10-year lease for a company you don't even know if it's going to work out or not? I, I, I couldn't believe I saw that. 48 employees, 48 employees. Could we just take a second here? to mourn the unemployment of those people who were like all excited to be a part of this new platform that just failed in six months rip. We have one chance to launch and we need it to be absolutely perfect. Wow. Talk about a noob and she's supposed to be this big CEO. I've worked with entrepreneurs Who say the same thing? They say, we have one chance. You don't have one chance to launch. I'm telling you guys right now out there, you have several chances to launch, dozens of chances to launch, pivots, rebrands, new UI, UX, color changes, icon changes, logo changes. You can do whatever you want. People will keep trying your product if you're listening to their feedback. People like to be a part of something. That right there, this right here, I need you guys to put that in your head. Put it in your head and then burn it. Burn it out of your head. It's It's gone. Get rid of it. It's not true. Any entrepreneur who says we have one chance to launch and we have to make it perfect is wrong. I'm sorry. It's just not the case. You have to iterate you have to change your product consistently based on feedback from your beta testers. You have to constantly change what you're doing and adapt to the situation. For example, if they had launched with an MVP and a beta, freemium with 10,000 users, and then boom, the pandemic hits and they no longer have people waiting in line for coffee and people waiting at the bus stop and waiting at all these places where they thought people were going to be listening to this short form where they thought people were going to be watching this short-form content, right? They could have pivoted quickly if they had been able to iterate faster and not spend so much money on so many ridiculous things. Why spend hundreds of millions of dollars before even launching office space and ads and employees? I mean, they spent all this money on ads. They were on a hiring rampage, poaching talent from Snap and Netflix, Really? $150 million in ads? That's like Walmart and Taco Bell and Discover and Pepsi. You guys, I feel bad for you guys. I mean, not really because you guys take money from everybody else around the world. But, I mean, you got duped. And I'm sorry. This is proof that the Jeffrey Katzenbergs and the Meg Whitmans of the world, just because you ran a company well, doesn't mean you can build a startup, doesn't mean you can raise $2 billion and just instantly be successful. So many entrepreneurs I come across who, they might have some funds, they might have some savings, they might have some money, they might have inherited money, they might have you know, uh, earned a lot from real estate or some other investment, and they say... I have the next billion dollar idea and I don't need to build an MVP and get a testing group and I don't need to test the market and iterate and get feedback. My idea is going to be a billion dollar idea. I'm going to build this big platform and I'm going to promote the hell out of it and everybody's going to use it. And I want to tell you guys one thing I learned. In 20 years of building platforms for people with my development company, not once has one of those entrepreneurs succeeded all of those platforms have failed because they didn't listen. They wanted it to be perfect. They wanted to have all the features. They wanted to you know, launch the platform when it was finished. Guess what? There's no such thing as a finished platform. It's constantly adapting and iterating and changing to the the market. So, it's better to get it out there quickly even when it's broken with limited functionality. That's why it's called an MVP, a minimum viable product. Just enough to get feedback from people and then you can build upon that with those 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 people and they're going to give you their input because they feel like, wow, I'm actually helping this platform be created according to what I think it should be, not what the creator thinks it should be. The other side of the fence is where the entrepreneurs I've worked with did listen. And they did build an MVP, and they did get feedback from 100, hundred, five 1, hundred, thousand, ten thousand 10,000 users. They did iterate, and they did change the platform based on the features the people said they wanted. And those entrepreneurs succeeded, and they raised funds, and they were able to get bigger, and they were able to earn revenue in their platform. It always works unless you have a really bad idea like Quibi. Great example. And there's one more article subtitle that I like on the Wall Street Journal that says streaming service designed for mobile users struggle to resonate amid pandemic crowded marketplace, crowded marketplace. Did you guys even do your research? Did you realize that there are a plethora of video apps out there that are already doing well? All of the celebrities that you got for Quibi are already posting videos on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. Why do you think people need to watch them on yet another platform and pay 5 to $8 to watch them? And I want to do one more thing with my calculator here. I want to type in $1.7 billion. And actually, I got to turn it sideways in order to put that extra zero in. And I'm going to divide it by, let's say, $25,000. Because that's about the amount... A startup needs to build an MVP, do some minimal marketing through landing pages, get some beta testers with some incentives, of course, and, and then launch to the public, right? 25 grand is about a good amount, I'm going to say. So if I, if I do that, the number is astonishing. With that $1.7 billion, 70,000 startups could have had their boost to get started and a lot of them probably would have succeeded. Versus Quibi's 1.7 billion dollars in one startup that horribly failed. That money could have given 70, and this is it. This is this is the moral of the damn story is you investors out there have to stop putting money into these wild ideas from people who have never ran a startup. They've run big corporations. Take your money, Walmart, Pepsi, Taco Bell. Um, CNN, BBC, Warner Brothers, Snap, whoever, whoever's investing in all these companies, take your money and invest it into 70,000 startups around the world. That's so many companies you could be, you could be changing the lives of so many people around the world, especially with startups that actually help society. This is a lesson of what not to do. Always follow the steps. Hope this helps you in some way. Hope you avoid these mistakes, and I'll see you in the next one. I hope you learned something in today's episode. If you did, please share it with your friends. If you have a business idea you'd like to pitch to me, you can do so on my website, jasonsherman.org. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. And if you want to dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, I suggest you sign up for my course called Startup Essentials on udemy.com. I really do appreciate your support if you decide to donate via PayPal, and I hope you tune in to my next episode.